The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today we have episode 158. At the end, I will be reading from Try Not to Die at Grandma's House. Almost done with that one. Thank God, because I get super bored of being on one book too long. I have not been doing my Derek videos every day like I wanted to. Still doing them. I'm going to finish up. Going to finish strong. Uh, next month is going to be way cooler because we're switching to Trying to Die on Brightside. And I am going to have Donna Gonzalez read all the scenes, all the chapter choices. I will come in with Derek and do the death scenes. That will be fun. That will be so much easier. Half the work and uh, just cooler having someone else involved. And then on the following one, I'm sure I can get John Palisano to read. Um, so I'll have all the co-authors read the choices. And then that way I can just play around with Derek and do death scenes. Speaking of death scenes, I finished uh, the eight that I had wanted for the first eight for Death Fest. I gave those to Glenn. He's going to clean them up, make them better, improve them. Uh, he's also going over the first eight chapters. Instead of me going ahead, I told him I would just wait for him to finish up. Uh, he already started giving me stuff today, but I was like, I want just a couple days where I don't have anything. So I had nothing to do. Uh, well, I still had a bunch of shit to do, but creatively, I was like, okay, let me just do something for myself. What do I want to do? Do I want to work on a short story? Um, and earlier in the week, I list, I made a list of all my different projects um, back here. I'll put them up on here. That's awesome. I have the images. Uh, but when I did this, I was pretty happy because I was like, okay, shit. You know, I do have a lot of stuff coming out. I wrote everything down. I, I put it all down. I was like, okay, here are the all the different projects I have, including Tales of the Blessed and Broken, including, I actually didn't even write down the fantasy trilogy um, because it's just, I'm not going to get to it for a very long time. The one I have tattooed on my back, which is a little disappointing, but whatever, if I get to, I get to it. Um, all right. So what do we have? So in 2022, the rest of the year, this is what I'm planning on doing. Try not to die at death fest. We're definitely going to get that one finished up this year. Um, next up is the brand new story idea, our fucked up little family. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about that more later. I'm super excited. I feel like a crackhead or something, or like I have bipolar. I just have so much energy right now. So much excitement about developing something new, but anyhow, in the meantime, right now, Anthony Spock is working on trying to die back at Grandma's house. Uh, so that'll be done uh, this year. Trying to die in the Wild West with John Palsano will be done. The writing should be done this year. Same with uh, trying to die at summer camp with Caitlin. And then at the end, like July, when everyone gives me all of their stuff and I'm working on their books, I am going to have each of those. Uh, I'll have Donna, Anthony, and... John Palisano write uh, short stories, write three to 5,000 words, and that's for the trying to die bite-sized stories. Um, I have not confirmed that with John, but I'm pretty sure he'll be up for it. So I didn't mean to do it. I know he's just got a lot of stuff going on with the Stoker Awards coming up and everything else. Then 2023, we have Try Not to Die at Ghostland with Duncan Ralston. Duncan is already, he just gave me his idea. It sounds awesome. It's going to be a super cool book. Uh, so he's already started on that. I'll probably, I'm sure I'll have it before 2023. I don't know 
when I'll be able to start working on it. So some of this stuff I'm going to be working on early. Some I'll, I'll be working along the, the way I try to die in a dark fairy tale with Evan. Evan has been sending me some pieces as he goes. And so that's been nice. Uh, trying to die super high with Steve Montgomery. We've fallen off of it, but we're so close to finishing it. I'm sure that will be done. Uh, trying not to die on the Rhine. That's with Nico. We're meeting uh, generally once a week or every two weeks. He's in Germany. Uh, we're developing that story. He's turning into something massive, which is really cool. Um, his series is going to be really big. I don't know how many books he'll have in his series, but the little piece that we have on the Rhine uh, is being developed together, So, which is cool. And then I'll do another. Every year, I want to do the Transdive bite-sized stories. So in that one, we'll probably have... I forgot to include his name, but we'll have Sage, Glenn, and probably Caitlin. It depends on who comes out, what order the books come out. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be number five, who's going to be number six. Um, and then also next year, I think for a fun thing to do, as soon as I'm done with our fucked up little family, I'll be working on Tales of the Blessed and Broken, the early years. Those are all the short stories. I need to write those before I put out book two, which is The Bridge, which is halfway done already. So as you can see, I've got a lot of shit here. And this does not include all the other Try Not To Dies that I have friends that are slowly, you know, picking up. Sometimes, like, they might be working on something else. Who knows when they're going to go back onto it. Uh, I have a couple guys I still need to meet with to develop their ideas. Um, there are a couple other authors that I was still talking about doing them with. So there are a lot of books being produced right now. So uh, that was really cool to see. That made me... You know, I was like, all right, that's that, that's awesome. I'm happy with that because uh, I can often beat myself up uh, and be like, ah, I'm not doing shit or I didn't get shit done this week. It's like, well, I don't know if that was the case. Like that, that's just not true. So I am getting stuff done. And one super cool realization I had yesterday, had a beautiful, well, so I started off my day taking the kids to school. That's fun. Um, I like doing that and go straight and do yoga and lift with my buddy. Uh, that's always good. Came home, had a wonderful talk with my wife. And then at that point, I was like, man, I was like, if that was my day, like if the one thing I had today was a nice talk with my wife where we really got to help each other and talk and just like that, that would be a good day. It doesn't matter what I do professionally or creatively or, or whatever else. And then I also had an incredible talk with my, uh, with my daughter. We had a fun dinner as a family. So it was just a good day. I was like, and so I don't know all the, all this creative stuff, for me, it's just a huge bonus. It's really cool when it all uh, comes together, but really, man, I'm focusing on just, okay, what's good about today? We could be dead tomorrow, so fucking find that good today uh, and enjoy it. And I'm really enjoying it. I went to not on Friday last week with my family, with my, my wife surprised us. She went with us, which was cool. I was hoping she would because I wanted to go on roller coasters with her. That's something I hadn't done before um or it's been a long time especially anything big and so she the week before she'd gone on hang time with my daughter and the other roller coasters but we had gone separately so this time we were able to do it together uh my son uh took one of his buddies his buddy was scared to go on hang time and then he talked himself into it without us pushing at all um and he decided to go on and it was just so cool just seeing him be brave and then they were just talking about that all day so it was it was super cool but again um, the park was way more crowded, uh, way more people, longer lines. Um, that would have been a situation where before I would have had anxiety. I wouldn't want to be there. I'd be real negative. I'd be, 
It just wouldn't have been a good thing, but that wasn't the case at all. Just totally relaxed, having a good time. So it just feels so good being able to do that. Uh, I think a lot of that is the hypnosis. Had another awesome session again yesterday. Um, super deep. It was so deep that I actually, this was after working out and also having caffeine, uh, but I was in such a deep trance that um, I think I went out and she had to call my name a couple times to get me back. Um, so that was interesting. It was a cool session. Yesterday we went over guilt. That was one of the emotions on the, for the hypno fit part of it that we did. Um, so that was cool. It was a, a good thing. Good day. Another thing with knots is how much I walked. So I've been track wearing a watch that tracks steps or whatever. Last time we went to knots, I did like 11,000 something uh, steps. And that was the most I've been able to handle on my foot. And I was happy with how it recovered the next day. I've had terrible plantar fasciitis. And it's just been, it had been really, really bad. Now it's been healing from the soft wave treatment I've been doing on it. That seems to be the only difference is that. Uh, and it's gotten so much better. So this other day at knots, by the end of the day, like my foot hurt. And it hurt during the day, but not that bad. It was like over 13,000 steps. And but what, what was really cool was the next day I was able to walk around the house barefoot. My foot wasn't sore. And so I know it's almost healed. So I think I have one more session of that stuff. But it's cool that I'm able to fuck, just be able to walk around all day. It was nice. Before I get all carried away by my new idea that I just can't stop thinking about. Uh, let's answer a reader questions for the day. Today we only had one. I put it up this morning asking for questions. Paul Jung came in with one asking, what does it feel like to have a physical copy of your book um you know what at first i was like and he said it was a dumb question it's not a dumb question uh i enjoy the question because it gives me something to talk about on here no because it made me realize i'm i might have mentioned this before but i don't think i was talking about having a physical copy of a book but how i often go from having a book come out to not giving a fuck about it and moving on to the next thing it's like okay i'm gonna go you know, work on this trying to die at death fest. Like that's what I'm excited about. And then something else comes up like, okay, that one came out. Now let's go work on this. And then I don't spend the time to promote it. I don't spend the time to, uh, that's been one of the big problems with the TBI book. Like, you know, I should be proud of that book and I am, but um, you know, how does it feel to have the copy? I think having the physical copy uh, definitely makes a big difference. I think having a hardcover compared to the, Soft cover definitely makes a big difference. You know, it's like, okay, which one feels cooler? Hardcover feels cooler. Uh, but taking a look at them, yeah, um, I don't know. Definitely a sense of pride. It's like, okay, yeah, this is what I set out to do. I wanted to have books. I wanted to publish books. I wanted to, um, you know, have, and now I have, I don't know, 12, 14, something like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting up there. So, and the cool thing is that number is just going to grow and grow and grow. So it is really cool. That is something that, uh, you know, it's exciting, but it always does make me wonder what's wrong with me that I don't appreciate it more. Um, but I'm guessing a lot of authors are like that. It's like after you've had a couple books, like what's another one? Um, and something that I tell myself all the time, like it doesn't matter how many books I write, really. Like, you know, again, if I die tomorrow, so if I publish 10 books or 12 books or 20 books or 40 books or whatever, doesn't really fucking matter just gonna be dead at some point um so if you look at life that way then i don't know 
whatever. So yeah, so having a physical copy, yeah, definitely is cool. It's a good feeling opening it up. I have not appreciated it as much as I should, and I'm going to try to change that up a little bit. So uh, thank you, Paul, for the question. Now on to the fun stuff. All right, so it was Saturday. I think Saturday I might have finished up the death death stuff or or Friday. I'm not sure. Sent it to Glenn. That's when I was looking. I went into my office. I'm like, okay, let's take a look through the short stories. I think about a month ago I'd gone through them, trying to see which ones I could do. I was looking. I was like, man, I could maybe get one or two of these, but none of them looks like there's nothing that was that exciting, and. I don't know, like the payoff wouldn't be that great to have one or two short stories. Like, what am I going to do with it? I'm not going to submit it. I do it until I have a whole collection. Um, so that wasn't very attractive. But then I looked at this giant folder and I was like, oh shit. I said, let's just take a look at it again. I was like, I don't think I have time to mess around with it, but let's take a look at this uh, blank slate. Um, 83,000 word novel, finished it, shit. It's probably at least 10 years old. Um, always thought there was something there. It was a cool story idea. Really liked it. In fact, I think the story idea, I think I started actually working on that story idea before 1990, before 2000, because in my head, the event that was going to take place was going to be on New Year's Eve of 1999. So been, this shit has been here forever. I had reworked it before. Uh, last time I took a look at it, was I had notes from 2017 saying, you know, don't work on this until like the earliest 2017 and after you've done trying to die on bright side and some other books. So um, there's always been something that pushed this off to rework it, but I took a look at it, got super high. It's like, how could I do this? And I had already thought before I wanted to do a serial novel Um and this sets up nicely. And so I was trying to figure out like, okay, how many characters are there? I have three really main characters, a priest, a private investigator, and then this predator, um, a kid that has been transformed into a machine kind of by his father. Um, and it's super brutal, like extreme horror. I think that's one reason why I was never too comfortable with it. Um, and then there's going to be a good amount of sex stuff in it. And so I believe reading like Duncan Ralston's stuff, that's kind of helped me. Uh, maybe that has given me uh, permission to do what I need to do with this thing. Uh, so it's going to be perfect. I'm going to split it up into 33 short stories. It might end up being more. I'm going to, I plan on doing it on the KDP Bella uh, and then I'll release them as full, a full book. I don't know exactly how long, but I'm guessing each short story is roughly 2000 words. So I'm thinking, 66,000 words. I wasn't sure how quickly I would be able to move on it, but I already, I have most of it um, already sketched out. Right here are the first, this is how I work. Big ass piece of paper, the first nine uh, sections. I know most, lots of the other ones, um, but I was like, you know what, right now, all I'm gonna work on is act one, these first nine scenes. Um, Although this is, you know, it could have been a little depressing. So 83,000 words, I might use a thousand words from it. I don't know. This whole thing is going to be trashed. It was written in third person. Most like my writing style was super garbage, uh, which I'm sure I'll say again about my current stuff in 10 years from now. Uh, so I really 
disappointing to read it but there are ideas i'm using the characters i'm using some of the definitely using some of the settings um and so it won't be although i'm not going to use these words and just be able to change shit up in it uh, like i'm completely rewriting this thing but that's also kind of fun so yesterday that was the first day that i've really been i was starting to get creative again with trying to die in death fest but this was cool just to completely uh you know, go into this new book, develop it. Um, here are the sections. So I was like, I know most of them. Uh, actually, that's not it. Just that one. Um, so I have a good idea how it's all going to play out. Uh, it is getting more and more intense the more I think about it. I was trying to figure out who this priest character is. He's in the first scene. Um, something that hadn't happened before was... Uh, like I realized that there was going to be sex in the confessional. This guy is going to not be your average priest. I don't know. Maybe maybe average priests have sex in confessionals and uh, cuss a lot and kill people. He might be your average priest. Not sure. Um, but that's what he's going to be about in this very first scene. There is going to be some sex. So yesterday, I spent a lot of the day looking at pictures of confessional booths and then trying to figure out how the priest could have sex with the person in the other booth. Um, you know, like, do they have the sliding window? You know, how big is that window? How high up is it? Is there a custom size? Then I was like, well, they have this, this church has money. So maybe they, he makes a custom one so he can open up a door. I don't know. Uh, but I really just like that setting for um, a sexual scene. I have one in Ain't No Messiah like that with a kid. Uh, given when Joshua gives a uh, someone a confession and gets a little dirty, but this one is going to get pretty nasty, I think. Um, yesterday, what I was thinking, I was like, okay, I was like, well, what if she stands up and just puts her ass through the window and just he just starts eating ass? Um, I was like, that's probably possible, that's pretty good. And then it's like, he's doing it, he's doing it for her. Um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out this, the way this guy thinks, what he's into, what he likes. I don't even know what this woman looks like yet. So I was like, is she really heavy? Because we're probably not going to see anything except her ass, you know, uh, sticking through the window. Cause I think the window is going to be closed before then. I'm not sure yet. Uh, and I was like, or like, how old is she? She might be in her sixties. I'm not sure. There might be some silver pubes. I don't know exactly what's happening yet. I don't know what he's into. I don't know what he's willing to do. I don't know. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff I don't know. But it is fun. Uh, it is fun trying to figure it out and to see these scenes and to uh, yeah, figure out who these characters are, how they all tie together. Um, yeah, I know. I already know the ending. I know. I know most of the story. I think it's just going to get cooler as it goes, and it's going to be fucking really brutal uh machine that's the guy that's tattooed to, and been transformed to look like a machine um he's going to be pretty sick pretty twisted he but he had no choice in the matter so maybe i can make you feel bad for him when you read him anyhow that is what i am super psyched about that's all i've been thinking about i did have a i was proud of myself for having a good weekend with the family and paying attention to everyone and pretending like i wasn't thinking about this entire time uh, people are talking to me 
but uh yeah no that's what i'm that's what i'm excited about so that's what i'll be working on today i am going to work on chapter one of death fest that glenn just gave me i'll send it back to him see what changes he made tell him you know we'll talk about it this afternoon and then when he gives me the rest i'll switch back over but this our fucked up little family which i think is going to be the title that is going to be something i am going to be pursuing so that will be my main side project between all the trina today so that is what I'm working on. Um, I think the earliest I would be able to finish, I don't know, yesterday I wrote a lot. So yesterday I uh, got an entire scene laid out. I don't know all the details. Like, you know, I don't know what he has on his nose, but um, after he has a sex scene, but there's going to be something on his nose. Uh, not sure what that is. There's all these little details I haven't figured out yet, but I'm excited about it. Um, I think you guys will like, I think, a scene a week is probably a good idea for me. At least do, a, I'll have a, at the very least, I would, could do one rough scene a week. Uh, then it might take a while for, the, you know, the second pass or whatever. But I was like, okay, that puts me at four months, eight months from now. That's like Christmas time. Um, I could easily release the first nine stories by then. So that is what I am shooting for. Um, and I'm usually pretty good about hitting my goals. Oftentimes in the past, I've, you know, I've, I've taken on too much. And like you saw from my images, it looks like a lot. But because of how it's laid out, um, I think it's all doable. So, uh, you know, some of these try not to dies are going to take a lot of work. Some are not going to take very much work at all. Um, you know, it's easy to move things around, get shit done. And I am very motivated. I want to get shit done. I have a lot of things that need to be written. I can't wait to get them out to you guys. I appreciate the support. And yeah. Uh, that's a big reason I would probably write anyways, but it is way, way cooler knowing that people are actually reading it, knowing that you guys are liking it. Uh, Twisted Reunion, that's been doing great with the reviews. They keep coming in. Sometimes I get depressed. I was like, I was thinking about that this morning too. I was like, it only has 200 something reviews. I was like, that's over 200 people that fucking reviewed it. Like, that's awesome. That's cool. So that means a hell of a lot more read it. Um, and because it's overall, I think that one has a 4.3 or a 4.4 rating overall, people enjoy it. So that gives me the confidence. If that many people like it, then it's like, okay, then it's, it'll only continue to do well as more people read it. All right. Why don't we shut the fuck up? Right. Um, I know that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, but I can't shut the fuck up just yet because I have to read a young adult book. So forget I just said fuck a bunch um all right so try not to die at grandma's house it is so confusing trying to remember what scene i'm in because this guy derek is reading some and i'm reading some and we're in different places and then it's been a week since last since the last podcast and <sighs> got it rough man i don't know how i'm gonna get through the day all right so choices were help sam break down the door or wait for Sam to calm down and figure out the best way to stay alive. That sounds like the right answer, but I don't remember. So, I don't know. Probably makes sense to stay calm. All right. Sam throws her shoulder and most of her body into the door. It makes some noise, but the door isn't going anywhere. That doesn't stop her from trying. Nothing ever does. She kicks the door, jumps up and throws herself into it. She yanks on the handle, kicks again, shoves it. But the only damage she's causing is scuff marks. Please, David, you gotta help me. I lean back against the wood paneling. No, I don't. 
What's wrong with you? Come on, we have to get out of here. And go where? It's going to be dark any second and there's nowhere to go. Unless you want to wander around with those creatures. You're being stupid. She throws herself against the door and falls to her knees. She gets up and does it again. Yeah, I'm the stupid one. I hate you. I hate you. She drags her foot into the door. I close my eyes and feel my head shake with every one of Sam's kicks. She used to do this when mom sent her to her room. It got worse after Tim was sent here. I keep picturing the beast. I wonder if Tim put up a fight. Fine, stay put like a little stupid baby, Sam says. But that's what you are. She keeps talking, but I refuse to engage her. Sometimes it's best to let her wear herself out. Scoot over, she yells. She pushes next to me at the back of the closet, lowers her head and charges. The handle turns and the door flies open and Sam smacks right into Grandpa's chest. Nothing but noise from you. Let's see if we can't find something more constructive for you to do. Grandpa picks Sam up into his arms and carries her off down the hallway. I'm on my feet and chasing. He opens the basement door and starts to close it behind him, but I get my fingers in and throw it open. My momentum carries me right into his back and he grunts. I hear his foot scraping the stone. All three of us are going head first down the stairs. I hear crunching and groaning as we smack over each step. Finally, we hit the bottom. I'm on top of Grandpa. Oh, God. The way he says it, I know what's happened. What have you done? Grandpa pulls himself up and I fall off to the side. I see Sam underneath him. Her nose is mashed and mangled. Her neck has been at a funny angle. Her eyes don't look like hers. They're too dark, too still. Grandpa cradles her into his arms. Samantha! Grandma Barb runs over and throws her hands over her mouth. Oh, God, Joe! She says through tears. Grandpa was in the army. He has all this medical equipment. He can fix her. I don't understand why he just keeps shaking his head and saying no. I can't look at Sam's eyes any longer, so I stare at her little fingers, hoping for one to twitch, to move just a little. But they don't. Because you fucked up. All right. So what we should have done was help Sam break down the door. So I guess, yeah, sometimes violence, I guess, is the answer. All right. Let's do it. And it's a long one. Jesus. Oh, no, it's not too bad. We're good. All right. Sam rams her shoulder into the door again and again. I can't take this anymore, so I stand and kick the door. I'm not trying very hard, but I hear wood splinter. Sam jumps and throws her whole body into the door. I give another kick. The wood must have been weak because Sam breaks it open with her next ram and we spill out onto the floor. A muffled snarl is coming from the basement door, but I have no plans to go down there again. The front door is already open. Even if Grandpa had rushed in here, strange he didn't close it. The man seems to do everything like he's still in the army. The sun filters through the trees. Soon it will be sliding down the horizon. It's bigger than I've ever seen. Come on, I say, but I realize Sam is already off somewhere else. She must be looking for keys again. Sam? I know it would be better to have the car, but it's going to be dark. At this point, we just have to run. I thought that was the plan, but Sam is on our own mission, as always. The room is spinning. I'm having a tough time swallowing. Whatever Grandma gave me is starting to take hold again, but I have to find Sam. I have to get us out of here. I start heading down the hallway. The floor creaks so loud. It's keeping me awake. I hear jangling in footsteps. It's Sam and she's got the keys. She's running down the hallway, passes the basement door, which opens. Grandpa's hand grabs Sam and pulls her back. Her feet actually leave the ground as he holds her up in the air like a rag doll. 
I'm not even thinking. I just start barreling towards him, but he pushes me to the side and I hit the wall as he carries Sam down into the basement. The door shuts. I lunge just as the lock twists. Now I'm really trying to break it down, but it won't budge. The frame is reinforced steel, and Sam's screams grow softer and softer until I don't hear anything. Sam! My fist hits the door so hard I know I fractured something, but I just keep hitting and hitting. David? It's my grandma. She's on the other side of the door, her voice so sweet and terrifying. Please let her go. I can't do that, David. Why are you doing this? We're just trying to set things right. Then don't take her. Take me. I wish I could, David, but it's her we need. What are you talking about? Don't do this. You don't have to do this. She didn't do anything. David, it's going to be dark soon. I need you to lock everything up. I need you to start a fire. No, I won't do it. I won't. I hear her breathing. She says, then you're going to die. Ooh. All right. So what do you do? Lock up the house and start a fire. Turn to page 12 or find another way into the basement. 157. Choose wisely. Choose wrong. And I no longer love you. I'm sorry. I tell my kids that all the time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible week. And I will talk to you later. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.